This program is brought to you by Israel Restoration Ministries. What are you doing Sunday nights? Come join Friendship with God radio Bible teacher Tom Cantor of the Friendship with God Fellowship Church every Sunday night at 5.30 p.m. at The Vine at 9336 Abraham Way, Santee, California. Watch and listen live around the world to Tom Cantor Sunday evening on YouTube.com by searching for Friendship with God Fellowship or by going to our homepage at friendshipwithgod.org. That's friendshipwithgod.org. Welcome to Friendship with God with our Bible teacher, Tom Cantor. Today's message and previous messages can be listened to or downloaded for free at friendshipwithgod.org. That's friendshipwithgod.org. You can also obtain free resources from Tom Cantor and view our online bookstore at friendshipwithgod.org or call us at 800-247-3051. That's 800-247-3051. Tom Cantor also has a daily devotional verse that comes out each day by email and on Facebook. To receive this small daily devotional verse that Tom Cantor puts out, you can sign up at friendshipwithgod.org. That's friendshipwithgod.org. Or find Tom Cantor on Facebook by searching for Tom Cantor and Friendship with God. Now, here's our Bible teacher, Tom Cantor. Last verse in John chapter 2, verse 25. John chapter 2, verse 25. It's going to be the verse that we're going to have for tonight as we as we look to the Lord. First, let's pray. Father, thank you so much for your word now. Thank you, Lord, that you not only give us the word, but you pour out your spirit to us to make known your words to us. And so, Lord, tonight we stand here in need of you to do just that to us. Pour out your spirit, Lord. Make known your words to us, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Now, John, I'm going to read several verses here, so follow along. We're going to be kind of going a little bit different places. We're all in John. Start here with this last verse in John 2, John 2.25, where we read, And needed not that any should testify of man, for he knew what was in man. He knew what was in man. Now just keep going in verse 1 there of chapter 3, verse 1. There was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. The same came to Jesus by night and said unto him, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher come from God. For no man can do these miracles that thou doest, except God be with him. Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus saith unto him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh. That which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Marvel not that I said unto thee, Ye must be born again. Now to go to the next chapter, chapter 4, verse 7, chapter 4, John chapter 4, verse 7, John 4, 7. 
There cometh a woman of Samaria to draw water. Jesus saith unto her, give me to drink. For his disciples were gone away into the city to buy meat. Then saith the woman of Samaria unto him, how is it that thou, being a Jew, asketh drink of me, which am a woman of Samaria? For the Jews have no dealings with the Samaritans. Jesus answered and said unto her, if thou knewest the gift of God, and who it is that saith to thee, give me to drink, thou wouldest ask of him, and we he would have given thee living water. The woman saith unto him, Sir, thou hast nothing to draw with, and the well is deep. For whence then hast thou that living water? Art thou greater than our father Jacob, which gave us the well, and drank thereof himself, and his children, and his cattle? Jesus answered and said unto her, Whosoever drinketh of this water shall thirst again. But whosoever drinketh of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst, but the water that I shall give him shall be in him a well of water springing up into everlasting life. The woman saith unto him, Sir, give me this water that I thirst not, neither come hither to draw. Jesus saith unto her, Go, call thy husband, and come hither. The woman answered and said, I have no husband. Jesus said unto her, Thou hast well said, I have no husband. For thou hast had five husbands, and he whom thou now hast is not thy husband, and that thou saidest truly. Now jump down to the next chapter, chapter five, chapter five, John chapter five, verse five, John five, five. And a certain man was there which had an infirmity thirty and eight years. When Jesus saw him lie and knew that he had been now a long time in that case, he saith unto him, Wilt thou be made whole? The impotent man answered, say, Sir, I have no man when the water is troubled to put me into the pool, but while I am coming, another steppeth down before me. Jesus saith unto him, Rise, take up thy bed and walk. Immediately the man was made whole, took up his bed and walked, and on the same day was a Sabbath. Now, when it was said, when it was said about the Lord Jesus in John 2, 25, which is our guiding verse here, when it says, for he knew what was in man, the setting of that statement was the Passover. It was the Passover in Jerusalem. There had been many who believed in him because they saw miracles. They saw his miracles, that's why they believed. They had faith in him, but he did not have faith in them. And that's what it means when it says he knew what was in man. And the reason he didn't have the faith was because he knew what was in man. So naturally, the question is, what did he know? What did he know that was in man that caused him not to have confidence in man? Now, it's always so hard in the Bible for us to keep in mind that when the scriptures were originally written, there were no breaks in the chapters. There were no chapter divisions. We're so used to these chapters. We're so used to thinking to ourselves, well, the writer, you know, he was writing along and then he got tired and says, I'm gonna go have lunch, so I'll just make a chapter break here. Or I know my readers are gonna get tired, so right now they wanna go have lunch, so I'll go have a chapter break there. But the chapters and the verses, they weren't there in the beginning. They're great for us, so we can have addresses, so we can go say, find things, you know, like saying, you know, go to John chapter three, verse 16. That's great for us. But originally, they weren't there. The verses weren't there. The verse markings weren't there. It was just a continuous 
narrative with no breaks. In fact, it would be really interesting if we had a Bible, I've never seen one, where there were no chapters and verses, but each book just started and you just read it through. I'm gonna sit down tonight, I think I'll read the book of Genesis <laughs> straight through. Well, what's important for us because, this is important for us because this last verse in John 2, John 2.25, it flows right into John 3 when it says that he knew what was in man because right after that statement, we have the account of these three individuals that we just read about, and they provide for us the answer, what was it? What was it that the Lord knew was in man that caused him to have no confidence in man? So chapter two, verse 25, it ends telling us the Lord knew what was in man. Chapter three starts off by saying, there was a man. The Lord knew what was in man. Now there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. So he knew what was in man, and here now is our first man, and it's a man of the Pharisees. He's named Nicodemus, he's ruler of the Jews. Who is he? He's a very religious man, very religious. He's not just any religious man. He is a ruler of the Jews. He's a prominent leader of the Jews. He was, as we saw in here, he was puzzled by what the Lord said to him when the Lord answered him, and then the Lord could see he was puzzled. So in verse 10, Jesus answered and said unto him, art thou a master in Israel and knowest not these things? In other words, the Lord was saying, are you really? <laughs> you know, are you for real? When the Lord called him a master, he was saying, are you really a master teacher? You really are a leader of the teachers? I mean, this is a man who the Jews looked up to they, he taught them religion, he taught them instruction, he's a master teacher. As a matter of fact, in the Greek, it doesn't say, art thou a master in Israel? The Greek is, the, there's the word the in there, where he, the Lord said, art thou the master in Israel? So Nicodemus was the chief of all the teachers in Israel. He was the teacher in Israel. He taught them religion, he taught them customs, he taught them traditions, he taught them how to wear clothes, how to prepare food, what can and can't be done on the Sabbath. He was a very religious person. He was a person who taught others to be religious. It reminds me of this last week when I was back in Brooklyn and attended the wedding of the son of an Orthodox rabbi, friend of mine, and it was held at the center of Chabad where Rabbi Schneerson Lubavitch, he lived and worked, and there was a series of houses in Brooklyn. And uh, he's Parkway Drive, and they said to me, would you like to go down and see the auditorium in the basement? And I said, sure, you know. And so just don't tell him who I am, and we'll be fine. And so anyway, we went down there, and I was absolutely amazed. There was maybe about four houses, like row houses there, and they had excavated underneath all those houses right up to the next street and just stretched down there, and there was this large auditorium under there, and it was filled with wooden tables and wooden chairs, and young men, they all looked the same. They all looked the same with their black hats and their white shirt and their ties. I told them, I said, don't expect me to know your names because you all look the same, you know, but they were all there, and they were bent over books, books that they had gotten off of the walls, just uh, so many books, and they were reading, and they were chanting, and they were davening back and forth, as they were memorizing all these books, religious books, the Talmud, the Mishnah, the Gomorrah, the Kabbalah, they were all there. 
And these were the kind of students that Nicodemus had under him, that Nicodemus taught. So he was a very religious man. So as far as religion was concerned, Nicodemus did everything right. But as far as God was concerned, Nicodemus did everything wrong. And the first wrong thing he did is in verse two where it says he came to Jesus by night. He came to him by night, why? So he wouldn't be seen. So that he could look this way and look that way and just slip in to where the Lord Jesus was because he was afraid, he was ashamed. He was a man under conviction, but he was also a man that feared man. He was afraid that someone would come to him and say, oh, Nicodemus, didn't I see you go to Jesus? And Nicodemus, oh, no, not me. No, not me. You must be mistaken. You must have seen someone else that looked like me. You know, I wouldn't go to Jesus. Oh, no, 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 you're mistaken. See, Nicodemus cared more about his reputation and his standing to be seen among men that he would not come to Jesus by day. So he huddled like a coward to speak to the Lord in the night. And this is the first wrong thing that Nicodemus did. He hid the fact that he knew he needed the Lord Jesus. Next, the next wrong thing he did in verse two is how he called him. He called him rabbi. You know, rabbi is a very common title, very common title. People use it without thinking. I don't use it. I don't say, you know, rabbi, but why? Because it has a meaning in Hebrew. Rabbi means my teacher. I'll say rev or rab, teacher, but not rabbi, because rabbi means my teacher. No one should ever call a person a rabbi unless that's that person's teacher. Just like when the people called the Lord Jesus Lord, and he called them on it, and he said, wait a minute, wait a minute, in Luke 6.46, Luke 6.46, when he says, why call ye me Lord, Lord, and do not the things which I say? If the Lord was rabbi to Nicodemus, then Nicodemus was obligated to do what the Lord Jesus said to do. It was wrong for Nicodemus to call the Lord rabbi if he wasn't willing to do what the Lord said, which was forget about your reputation. Let it die when the Lord said in Matthew 16, 24, Matthew 16, 24, then said Jesus unto his disciples, if any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. The Lord taught that if, if a man was gonna follow him, he needed to confess the Lord openly. I'm a follower of the Lord Jesus. He said that in Matthew 10, 32. Matthew 10, 32, when the Lord said, whosoever therefore shall confess me before men, him will I also confess before my Father which is in heaven. But whosoever shall deny me before men, him will I also deny before my Father which is in heaven. So, that, so he was wrong in this rabbi in coming by night. The next thing that Nicodemus did which was wrong is he says in verse two, the same came to Jesus by night, said, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher come from God. For no man can do these miracles that thou doest except God be with him. See, he says, we know that thou art a teacher come from God. A teacher come from God. That's it? That's it? Just a teacher? How about a savior? How about God? Instead of calling the Lord Jesus just a rabbi, just a teacher, 
How about the woman from Canaan? The woman from Canaan in Matthew 15, 22. Matthew 15, 22, where it says, Behold, a woman of Canaan came out of the same coast and cried out to him, saying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, thou son of David. How about that? O Lord, thou son of David. My daughter is grievously vexed with the devil. Or instead of just calling him rabbi and teacher, how about what Peter and the disciples called the Lord in Matthew 14.30? Matthew 14.30. But when he saw the wind was boisterous, Peter, he was afraid and beginning to sink, he cried out saying, Lord, save me. How about that? Lord, save me. Or the disciples in Matthew 8.25, Matthew 8.25, his disciples came to him and awoke him saying, Lord, save us, we perish. How about that? When does a person cry to the Lord Jesus, Lord? He cries that when he realizes that he's in desperate need of a Savior, when he realizes that he really is a dirty, rotten sinner, and he desperately needs a Savior. This is not Nicodemus. Nicodemus did not see himself as a dirty, rotten sinner. He saw himself as the master teacher of the Jews who was visiting another great teacher like himself. That's no start with God. There's no start with God without coming to God as a dirty, rotten sinner. The next thing that Nicodemus did wrong was to be led to these conclusions by these miracles. When he told the Lord that he was convinced that the Lord was a teacher come from God because of the miracles that he did, So Nicodemus is only focused on these miracles of the Lord. He's not focused on his own personal rottenness as a sinner. And what happened by that, he undervalued the Lord. He undervalued him. The Lord was not just a teacher. He was God. He was the creator of Nicodemus. And from the miracles that Nicodemus was focused on, he was only convinced that God was with him and not that the Lord Jesus was God himself. Rabbi, in verse two, we know that thou art a teacher come from God, for no man can do these miracles that thou doest except God be with him. He said to the Lord Jesus that he believed the Lord to be a miracle-working teacher from God. Now, that was the state of Nicodemus. He was religious. He was proud. He didn't see himself as a dirty, rotten sinner. A religious man valued his reputation and then snuck in unnoticed to talk with the Lord Jesus at night. A religious man who feared man more than he feared God. And that was what the Lord Jesus knew was in man. There is a Nicodemus in every man. There is a religion without God in every man. There is a religion based on the honor of man in every man. And what's so great about this passage is the Lord didn't look at Nicodemus and said, oh, away with you, I can't deal with you. But he met him in his need. He didn't dismiss him in his need. And so the Lord says to him, he answers him in verse three, and he says unto him, verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. You know, in verse three, what's so amazing is that it uses the word answered. Jesus answered Nicodemus. But what the Lord said doesn't appear to be an answer at all. It appears like they're not even on the same page. And the Lord's answer seems to have nothing to do with what Nicodemus said. But in reality, it has everything to do with what Nicodemus says. See, the Lord looked at Nicodemus and he saw 
This is a religious man who is spiritually dead. He spiritually is dead. His life is so bad that it's not repairable. <laughs> we might as well throw it in the trash heap and start all over again with a new life. And so the Lord told Nicodemus, you need life. You need life. When he says to him in verse three, verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, a new life, he cannot see the kingdom of God. And it's interesting because the Lord, as he does so wonderfully so many times, he picks up on what Nicodemus said. He listened to Nicodemus and he said, oh, I just heard a word that's gonna be a hook. I'm gonna use that same word. You see, because Nicodemus, and the same word is accept. Nicodemus used that word. Nicodemus had said that, well, no man can do these miracles that you do except God be with him. In other words, there's no way for a person to do the miracles unless God is with them. And the Lord said, oh, you wanna talk about there's no way and there's except, I'll give you one. There's no way for a person to see the kingdom of God unless he is born again. A new life, that's the most dramatic renovation that a person can have. It's a dramatic change. And so the Lord Jesus is telling Nicodemus, without this new life, there's no heaven for you. Without this new life, there's no friendship with God for you. In other words, if a person comes to the Lord Jesus with just, you are a teacher, you are a great teacher, there's no start with God. A person has to come to the Lord Jesus and say, you are a new life giver, and I need new life. To only call the Lord a rabbi or a teacher will never bring a person to the new life by being born again. And there are many lost people today who say that the Lord Jesus was a teacher, the Lord Jesus was a rabbi, but they do not see him as a life giver. For example, I received a letter last week by, from a Holocaust survivor in which she wrote these things to me in her letter. She said, Holocaust survivor, I have a great thing to ask you, Tom. Please do not keep asking me to believe in Jesus and convert. I will never do it. Yeshua was a rabbi, a Jew, and that's how he remains with me for the rest of my life. Now, what has she said there? She said that Yeshua or Jesus was just a rabbi, nothing more, no savior, no God, no life giver, that's how Nicodemus saw the Lord Jesus. That pretty much sums up Nicodemus at this point in his life. Yeshua was a rabbi, but not a person to convert to. But the Lord told Nicodemus that just to see the Lord as a rabbi come from God, that's not enough. And then the Lord uses two musts in this passage, two musts, two necessities. He says the first must is in verse seven, he said, Marvel not that I said unto thee, ye must be born again. Above everything else, Nicodemus must have this new life from being born again. There's a second must, we didn't read it, but it's down in verse 14, just John 3, 14, 3, 14. As Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up. The Lord had to be lifted up on the cross for healing like the serpent was lifted up, had to be lifted up by Moses for healing. Another wonderful day studying the Bible with our Bible teacher, Tom Cantor, here on Friendship with God. 
Don't forget that today's message and previous messages can be listened to and downloaded for free at friendshipwithgod.org. That's friendshipwithgod.org. You can also go online to find free resources from Tom Cantor and our online bookstore at friendshipwithgod.org. You can also find Tom Cantor on Facebook, and you can also go to friendshipwithgod.org to sign up for his daily devotional. Tom Cantor is also the founder of Israel Restoration Ministries. You can visit that website at israelrestoration.org. You can write to Tom Cantor at P.O. Box 711330, Santee, California 92071. That's P.O. Box 711330, Santee, California 92071. Or email Tom Cantor at tomcantor at friendshipwithgod.org. That's tomcantor at friendshipwithgod.org. For more information about Tom Cantor and Friendship with God and Israel Restoration Ministries, call us at 800-247-3051. That's 800-247-3051. What are you doing Sunday nights? Come join Friendship with God radio Bible teacher Tom Cantor of the Friendship with God Fellowship Church every Sunday night at 5.30 p.m. at The Vine at 9336 Abraham Way, Santee, California. Watch and listen live around the world to Tom Cantor Sunday evening on YouTube.com by searching for Friendship with God Fellowship or by going to our homepage at friendshipwithgod.org. That's friendshipwithgod.org. This program was brought to you by Israel Restoration Ministries.